0: What's up, everybody? and Welcome back to Baseball Connection. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday to everybody. So I spent last night watching most of the Rays and Blue Jays game because I want to get a look at, I mean, this is going to sound weird, but I want to get a look at that um, Buffalo Stadium where the Blue Jays are playing. And it was also just, you know, on on like Fox Sports or some FS1. So I, I, I t- turned it on and I liked what I was seeing. So I just kept watching it. So I'll start with that game. Um, Bo Bichette is a stud. That's the first thing I'll say. We know this. We've known this since he came up last year, but he's legit. The the pop he's showing, the tools he's showing with the bat are legitimate, and they are everything that he was projected to do. Everything he's doing right now is what he was projected to do. This is not out of the... um, realm of possibilities given his skill set all the scouting reports and everything going back to his high school days predicted he would be this kind of hitter and Bo has now gone deep in four straight games for the Blue Jays he had an oppo bomb yesterday that was pretty impressive um I mean ever since he switched lineup spots with Kevin Biggio going from leadoff down to number two uh bichette has just taken off on the year he's hitting 356 with a 1065 ops and four stolen bases he's got a steady glove at shortstop i mean he's the engine of the blue jays lineup and what we're watching is a star in the making we're still waiting for vlad to you know to to tap into his potential once vlad gets going this blue jays lineup is going to be so lethal so lethal um with, with the young talent that's just at the middle of their lineup but, uh, yeah, you got a two-homer game yesterday from Teoscar Hernandez, um, you know, Bichette, who's got, like I said, incredible hot streak at the plate. And, yeah, so Blue Jays win this game yesterday over the Rays, 12-4. And this is a Rays team that was also really hot. They, they were just coming out of Fenway, having swept the Red Sox and scored 42 runs in four games. They was scoring 10.5 runs a game. But yesterday, um, you know, Tampa Bay gets the best of them for a final score of 12 to four. And, and the, the man of the night was Boba The Cardinals are back in action today. You know, the St. Louis Cardinals have only played five games this year. They've only played five games. So they have a lot of catching up to do. Um, you know, at a time where most teams have played like 20 games or so or, or more, um, they've only played five. So they have a lot of catching up to do. And, uh, what they did, so they're, they're going to start playing this afternoon. What they did is that they had a bunch of players who were quarantining. It was like, like 40 plus players and, and coaches and et cetera. So they had like 41 different cars, everyone driving in a rental car individually going from St. Louis to Chicago so that they wouldn't have to travel together. So they'll have to be able to stay apart until today's game. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's just the the level of precaution they're taking at this point, trying to you know keep them apart as much as they can because we've all seen how fast this, this virus spreads, and that's what happened to them. But they're excited to get baseball back uh, in their lives after a 16-day break. And the Cardinals are calling up their top prospect, Dylan Carlson. So Dylan Carlson, I want to talk about him a bit. So he's a switch-hitting outfielder who's been, you know, at the top of their their prospect rankings for some time now. He's only 21 years old, and he's a big-time talent. He really is. What you're going to get from him, you're going to get a guy with power, and you're going to get a guy with speed, like pretty much an overall 55 to 60. Like he has an overall 60 grade, which is above average, but the lowest he ranks in any tool is 55. So his hit tool, his power and everything, but his power and fielding and speed and everything are are at, at 60. So he's, he's a guy who, who came in the back of the first round in 2016 out of high school, and he really came into his own in 2018 when he was showing power potential in, uh, in the minor leagues. And, you know, he was the youngest or the second youngest position player in A on opening day last year, and then he ended up ranking second in A in home runs, OPS, extra base hits, and runs. And he just continued to rake after getting promoted to AAA in mid-August, posting a 1098 OPS over 18 games to wrap a bow on his season last year. He was one of just 10 minor leaguers to record at least 20 homers and 20 steals. So you're getting a switch hitter with average or better tools across the board. And uh, they're going to hit him sixth in the lineup. Uh, That's what they even said. He's going to be playing today. And the Cardinals have said, yeah, he's going to be playing a lot. They're not bringing him up to sit him on the bench. So that's good. I'm excited to see this kid play. Um, But after what I just mentioned, I think we can expect a lot from him. Um, Obviously, let's not set the bar too high and not expect him to come out of the gate, gate, you know, smashing everything. But I do think the talent is there that eventually we're going to see we're going to see him shine. So, um, yeah, tentative pitching plans for the Cardinals. I mean, because they have uh, three doubleheaders in the next five days. So uh, they're going to get. Adam Wainwright starting game one today, then the bullpen's gonna pitch game two. Dakota Hudson's gonna start on Sunday. Then on Monday, they're gonna go with Kwang Hyun Kim for game one, then bullpen game, game two. Then, you know, they're basically going starter than bullpen for doubleheaders. That's how they're doing it. And then they will have a regular starter, because they have a doubleheader, regular game, doubleheader, regular game, doubleheader. So for the doubleheaders, they have a starter than bullpen. So Tuesday, it's going to be a regular game, Daniel Ponce de Leon. Then Wednesday, they have a doubleheader where Jack Flaherty will start the first game. And yeah, I mean, that, that that's that start with Jack Flaherty on Wednesday. is going to be three and a half weeks after his opening day start against the Pirates on July 24th. Um, he's been throwing bullpens, obviously, uh, but it's been it's been a while. It's been a while since he's been, out, he's been out there. So lengthy update on the Cardinals, but I think it's fair because we haven't talked about them for two weeks. And... um. Yeah, they're back in action today. So the Yankees, the Yankees defeated the Red Sox yesterday at Yankee Stadium by a final score of 10 to 3. So, so far this season, the Yankees have been leaning heavily upon the offensive contributions of Aaron Judge and John Carlos Stanton. However, both those sluggers are on the injured list yet again. And now it's a different duo stepping up to shoulder the load. You know, the, the Yankees have this next man up mentality that that amazes me. This is exactly what happened last year. They set a record for most players set on an injured list in a year last year. Yet, they they were good. I mean, they made it deep into the playoffs. They had a bunch of guys step up. So that's what happened last night. You had Gleyber Torres and Gary Sanchez, you know, stepping up offensively. Gleyber Torres going four for four yesterday, um, driving in two runs. Gary Sanchez belting a 457-foot homer to left center. Both these guys have been struggling so far, but it's kind of funny how just when you know Judge goes down, they have a big game. That's the way the Yankees have been have been doing things for the last year or so. It's this next man up mentality. They've never had an issue where a big piece gets hurt and then like someone didn't step up. They just always have someone who steps up, which is a sign of a great team. So This is the Yankees' 7th consecutive win over the Red Sox going back to last September. Um, Garrett Cole started this game. He notched his 20th consecutive winning decision dating back to May 27th of last year. That's tied for the third longest streak in MLB history. Um, You know what's actually funny is that he was so locked in. I'm not even kidding. He said he didn't even realize Judge was missing until the second inning. He's like, I think I asked Gary in the second inning where Aaron was. Some teammate I am, I guess, huh? So, yeah, uh, he didn't realize Judge was gone. until so, like, wait, why, why isn't Judge hitting? But yesterday, Garrett Cole goes for eight punch outs in seven innings and looks every bit of the Garrett Cole that we know. Mike Talkman continued to hit. So he continued to state his case for increased playing time. Uh, he had a four RBI game yesterday. Um, he, he, is, he is good. I mean, three for five with four ribbies. That's not a flash in the pan. Mike Talkman is legit. So last year, like I said with this next man up thing, when they had Judge and Stanton on the shelf, Mike Talkman got quite a bit of playing time before he got hurt. But before he got hurt, he was I think he was actually leading the Yankees in in war and wins above replacement. He's very good both offensively and defensively, especially defensively. But Mike Talkman's making a very strong case to get a lot of playing time. So now with Judge and Stanton on the shelf, you're going to see more ABs for Talkman. You're going to see more ABs for Clint Frazier these are guys who are making a very good case for them so you this is when you say that the Yankees have an embarrassment of riches they have this it's a luxury to have you know too many good players this is exactly why you get the depth because had they traded had they traded Clint Frazier for example and then you know they have these injuries then they'd be down a piece you know had they traded Miguel and Duhar, then they have these injuries you know they'd be down a piece so they kept all their pieces intact and they're able to they're able to roll with the punches When they happen, they're they're just so deep with their lineup, they can just pass pass the baton on and not miss a beat. That's what's going on in New York. Exciting things going on in the Bronx. The Dodgers get a vintage vintage outing from well, not quite vintage, but you know, classic Kershaw outing yesterday. So he he fanned six in seven innings yesterday. Um, Cody Bellinger erupted from his slump. He hit two home runs yesterday, just the day after Mookie hit three. The Dodgers. Dodgers get a typical Dodgers win, you know, they have, it's crazy when you realize they have a trio of MVPs, Kershaw, Betts, and Bellinger, three players who have won MVPs all on their team. Of course, Kershaw isn't, you know, in his prime anymore, but Bellinger and Betts most certainly are, and that's scary to think about. But one new development is that Clayton Kershaw's fastball velo is back up this year, you know, he he touched 94 last night, which is a high over the last two years for him. And a lot of people are saying that's due to an off season, which included, you know, a trip to driveline baseball, which is, you know, many of you know, is, you know, a baseball training facility where a lot of pitchers go to get their biomechanics in order. And, a lot, um, you know, a lot of guys gain Vila when they go up there, they learn a lot of kinetic chain stuff that helps them gain velocity. But, Dodgers defeat the Angels yesterday by a score of 7-4. Cody Bellinger and Clayton Kershaw leading the way. Out to the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia. The Phillies get a walk-off win, 6-5 over the Mets, thanks to a base hit by Bryce Harper. And then also thanks to Roman Quinn's speed, honestly, to to beat a strong throw coming in from right field. So Harper lines one to right. Lines one to right. And uh, Conforto, I believe, Conforto comes up firing Roman Quinn, sprinting around the bases at, you know, I think they said they clocked him at 30.2 feet per second or whatever, which is, you know, top of the scale. I think 30, like 30 feet per second or above is like one of, the, you're one of the fastest players in the league. Like the fastest players are like 30, I think like Buxton and stuff are like up there. But yeah, MLB is 27. Yeah, 30.2 feet per second as Roman quit his sprint speed yesterday, and he, he slides just gets in there, and that's the winning run. And if you look at the replay, he literally just got in there. He needed every bit of his speed for that run to count. But uh, Bryce Harper gets that walk off, gets that walk off uh, single. You know, I, I wanna I wanna shout out Bryce Harper right now. He's been he's been playing really well this year. He's been playing really well. Um, J.T. Realmuto as well, three run homer yesterday. Spotlight kind of shine on him. He's playing like a NL MVP candidate for sure. The Phillies' record isn't good. It's not. Um, it's not good. And a lot of people expected them to be doing a lot better than they are. They're only six and nine, but they're gonna have to pick things up really quickly and get you know around or slightly above five hundred if they wanna, you know, if they wanna, if they wanna make the playoffs. Quite frankly, but. The middle of their lineup: Harper, Riamuto, Gregorius. You know those guys; those boys are are putting in work. Bryce Harper, I, I didn't mention. You know he's hitting 347 with an 1157 OPS. He's having a monster year so far. Great to see him hitting well, and uh, good things in in Philly happened. La- good things happened in Philly last night. But I think that's gonna be it for today. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.